Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. It's episode 4 of the Tier 3 podcast and with me this week I have Bied. How are you doing folks? How are you doing Bied? Has it been a good month? It's not been a bad month. Not been a bad month at all. Not too bad. How about you? It's been a bit of a different month for me because I've got to announce sadly with a two-man team today. There's only two-man blocking so we only got the plus one strength because Griff is away this time so I have to wait till next episode for Griff's dulcet tones. We do. I think something went wrong and he uh, he rolled missing next game last time. So he's uh, not with us this week. He made the right choice, didn't he? And he decided to go away with the family. Because he can. I do agree with him. Get out when you can. We've been locked down for so long. Everybody needs to get out. Totally agree with that. With everything that's going on, if you can get a chance to get away, even if it's just for a few days, go for it. I'm sure he'll be back off the subs bench next week. Oh, of course he will. Problem is, because I have so many messages saying, oh, I, I listen I listen because of Griff. I don't know. Our viewing numbers going to be in half now. Because they got oh shit, Griff's not there. Just think about the bounce. Just think about the bounce back when he comes back. I know he's going to be a returning champ, isn't he? Right, he's not here to listen to this, so we can say whatever we want. We've been quite nice. I could have gone down. He's been a prick and fucked off, but uh, I'm not going to. What are we going to discuss this week, uh, Beard? Well, we've got a few things to run through. We've got our usual Kickstarter rundown, and we've got a couple of different things from what we usually look at on there this time. Uh, we've got our usual breakdown of a team, where we talk about positionals within a team, what skills we'd give, obviously ignoring the usual blodge. Uh, and then we've got our build team for a million gold going into a league. And then we've got our after show show as well, which this time we've got something again a little bit different. We've decided to have a, a bit of a chat and go for something different i know you've got a few shout outs you want to give this time jay i do but you're kind of bedding in the lead on this one on you but the team we are looking at this week is old world alliance so uh yes we have got a few different things we want to say this week we got a giveaway that we're going to announce in a bit i want to shout out to shaolin chainsaw on instagram because he is a big supporter of the show and he also does our painting and i think he's at this moment in the middle of painting griff's pimple uh, goblin team orc team sorry and i want to give a shout out to blood bowl grud because he is a avid supporter of the show and he gives us a shout out no matter what i think a week doesn't go by when he doesn't give us a shout out i also want to give a shout out to dan the ginger noob on uh, twitter and instagram he is another sport he's given us a good review on twitter and he's given us a shout out on there and i just want to say thank you to everybody that listens and supports us it, it is amazing thinking that we are a, a fresh new blood bowl podcast and we're already getting support from people i think it's great so thank you very much, guys. I, I echo that sentiment as well. We've uh, we've looked at the numbers and we have people all over the world that listen to us ramble, and it it, it really does mean that we can we can keep pumping this out because you guys are listening to it. So thank you, and thank you if you've given us a review or a plug, or even if you've just said to a mate of yours that you usually play tabletop with during during lockdown, have a listen to this. You know we appreciate every single one of you guys from the bottom of our heart and the bottom of our dice bag. Thank you very much, and I want to give a shout out to the people at Blood Bowl strategies.com for the uh, ongoing saga of up and under which is a fantasy football tale which we're all familiar with because it's kind of like the setting setting we love and we'd like to talk about on you after that i want to give a shout out to the boys at anything but a one you know everyone's favorite podcast they have released an album now for charity i think the charity they go in for is the trussell trust so it's 14 songs based on blood bowl and it's called top of the blocks and you will find it at play it forward 
com forward slash projects slash who 73 so if you type that into your browser you will find it and if you donate however much you want to donate you will be helping a good charity my friend so talking to charities there's uh, there's one shout out i want to give to the two drunk flings guys through lockdown they've done several uh, raffles and draws and money has been donated to people that have lost their jobs through furlough family members being unwell and what have you i've chipped into them i know jay and griff have, have, have chipped in as well it is appreciated they do a lot of work for for charity as well as keeping us all going as well so thank you to the two drunk flings guys as well yes thank you very much boys you are the saints of the blood bowl circuit i believe and i can't wait to catch up with you guys when we hit uh, the sin city bowl next year and i think that's shout out this week we've announced the amazing things people are doing in this community and the help that people are giving us i think it's time to talk kickstarter before we start uh, talking about the giveaway so beard take us away so there's, uh, there's, there's three things that I've been looking at on uh, Blood Bowl. I tend to try and find three or so. There weren't so many live teams this time, so I've brought you a couple of things that, that go along with your team and your game. First of all, the, the team that I've spotted is under Insect Bowl uh, by Akaro Dice. Now, this one's been, been produced over in Spain. They're just short of halfway at the goal and got eight days to go at time of recording. And these are a very, uh, very cartoon-esque team. Now, we always say it, there is a market out there for everyone. And these really remind me of the bugs from A Bug's Life. They've got positions in there. They've got big guys, throwers, a number of different linemen, blitzers, a couple of positionals and runners. And they've, they've shown them rendered as well as renders of paintings as well. Uh, they've got stretch goals on there that they've already shown. There's a couple of dice, reroll markers, three block dice, the eight big guy markers, and it just carries on. Again, sorry, I'm interrupting, but, uh, but what you were telling us is if you've got a Disney print, Princess and you want to try and get it involved in your hobby this is the kickstarter the back because you can link it to the disney films is it absolutely spot on this is definitely going to appeal to the younger players thinking about getting into it because again looking at how they paint up it'd be great for somebody who's just starting as well because there's there is nice details in there there's some lovely details on there but there's all they've the way they've rendered them nice blocky colors quite cartoony but the positions are done quite well as well they're they're, they're fun looking models so that's uh if you want to go have a check them out that is insect bowl and that is as we say by akaro dice so there's a lot of uh, flat surfaces then for kids to start practicing painting on them then is it absolutely that's just what we like to hear sorry i'm interrupting you you uh this is your segment you take it away no no don't worry so the next thing i've looked at now this has got 24 days to go so this will still be live by the time we come to record uh, come to release and it's not far off its goal it's about 80 percent there it's under D D medieval dice tower and this is a little dice tower just to go outside your pitch i know some people use dice cups people like dice towers it's 183 pounds there of the weight of a 229 pound goal they're not asking for much and they do ship worldwide there is obviously a little bit of shipping on there because it's coming from america but it looks really nice it looks the part if you've made there's, there's a lot of people out there making stadiums you see them on facebook instagram and they they look the tits this would fit in absolutely spot on with a themed stadium it's it's fully built in description on there um it's about seven inch tall as well so it's quite a chunky uh, little dice tower as well so that's that's well worth a look and i'm i'm actually tempted to have a look at that myself estimated delivery is this november and you can pledge 35 dollars or more it's about 27 quid well to be honest with you it just takes two more people a pledge on the 35 
dollars and they're way over. If one person pledges off the back of this and somebody else has a look at it, or one of us buys it, it's out there, it's it's gold, people are getting it. And there's a lot of people out, there's a lot of talk on various pages about 3D printing your own models. But what I've spotted, Kraken Fantasy Stadiums. Printable modular system and miniatures for tabletop games, board games, war games, basically STL files for you to print your own stadium. Now, this includes the pitch, your bleachers, your scoreboards, your benches, your dugouts, some spike barricades for around the edges, traps, hatches, uh, even fans sat on the benches around the outside. You can have it printed with your little tile markings to mark the 32 mil squares. There's all sorts on there. It's, it's not a bad price, admittedly. Like we say, you have to print yourself. The, the work looks stunning. The amount of effort they've put into this, I'd love a pitch made of this. The only downside is printing yourself. If you haven't got a 3D printer, but you know somebody who does, it's worth it because looking at the price on there, for everything that's in there, the pledge levels, you're going at, well, your first pledge for just the terrain so the terrain and environmental files without miniatures so this is without all the little fans around the outside and what have you $25 or more you're getting it this month you can get just the players as well so just the minis uh, again that's $25 but for everything $35 or £32 if you're, uh, if you're in Britain and I think for everything they've got on there £32 if you know something's going to can 3D print for you might be worth giving them a crate of beer or paying them for the time but you look at the amount of stuff they're throwing on there there's graveyards there's drunk ogres there's cheerleaders there's a dice tower in there included there's a green there's goblin cameramen there's a squig sandwich kiosk i think the next ones they're looking at are nuffle altars and the green tide so goblin fans and this kickstarter has uh, 24 hours to go so this will be closed by the time this goes live but they have a pledge manager and like a lot of pledge managers they will take late pledges and th- this has gone five times over its goal so it's, it's definitely getting released out there it's such a customizable bit of kit. Like you said, you can make bleachers, you can make the pitch, and because it's a file, you can adjust it to your own set then. It's, you know, a lovely deal. And I think if I had a 3D printer, I would have snapped this up myself. But if you know somebody who has got it and you were willing to, like, pay for materials as well as get them the file, I see no problem with getting this. Admittedly, I would wish that people who do the 3d printing files would say well if you wait six months we'll print it out for you at a higher price i would have jumped in on it absolutely fantastic it is for, for what you pay for for the files the time it takes somebody to come up with all this so so easily worth the money that's in there again like we said if you're printing it yourself um i mean they've the some of the terrain even fits it clips onto the tiles that they make you can use it as scatter terrain you know so they've they've, they've almost thought of everything they even do 3d print stencils as part of the kit so you can spray on pitch lines onto your tiles that they do they, they've literally thought of everything this is somebody who, who's designed this that appreciates a good stadium they've either looked at the blood bowl on to on uh, to online or they've looked at some of the things that people are making and gone you know what we can get this out there to a, a bigger market and they've done painted renders as well and they look they look really nice and just the detail on the wood detail on the ropes holding some of the barricades together there's a lot of work going into this and it's one of those that i do feel a bit envious that i can't get on board with because i ain't got my own printer like you said if it was i would be all over this and i'd have my own stadium guaranteed I would have been pestering you. I would have said I would have bought the files, chucked you some beer and let you print it off. Like This is fantastic. But maybe this time next year, something might happen. We don't know. See if we can work on either one of the uh, the wives to see what they think. But 
Not at this moment. It's a nice thought. Or if there's somebody who has got it and they're willing to charge me a couple of, a couple of hundred, I'll buy it off them. So is that everything from Kickstarter? That's everything I've been looking at on Kickstarter at the minute. If you guys listening have spotted anything on Kickstarter you'd like us to review, even if it's finished and you want to get our thoughts on it and it's in pledge managers or what have you, send us a link. Drop us an email, messages on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're happy to do some reviews for you, tell you what we think of it, tell you how we get on with it, what we do paint-wise, what we think of the teams, whatever you find on Kickstarter that you're umming and ahhing about. If you want us to give you a review, we're happy to do that. If you want to find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook, type in Tier 3 Podcast. But don't type in the number 3 and you should be able to find us. Unless you're an Orc player, in which case it's one too many lots. If it's Orc players, they would have smashed the keyboard. Isn't that right, Grud? But <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had a good showing on Kickstarter, and I will say the highlight for me has been our stadium. And I hope everybody that's picked it up will tell us what they what they think of it, send us pictures showing up what their prints of it are like. But that's going to be amazing. And if you do want to do that on email, it's tier3podcast at outlook.com. And we will happily look at these pictures there you go if you want to send us advice as well if you want us to have a look at a team that you will you were thinking of running the league if you just want to give us a review instead of you know leaving it on twitter if you wanted to tell us face to face that perhaps we are idiots you know that's the email address to do it and if you really dislike beard's accent that's another thing you could talk about on the email address because i have access to the emails and i will have happily have a chat with you about that <laughs> You don't want to hear my Welsh accent, mate. You don't want to hear it. I can't understand you half the time when you do your, do your proper accent. If you try and put a fake Welsh accent on top of that as well, you may as well just be dribbling in the corner. <laughs> have you have you found out what I do in work most of the day? Yes. <laughs> Mostly because you tell me. So that's how we kickstarted out of the way. How was your hobby pro- progress been uh, this last uh, month, buddy? This last month? Not too bad. I've got a couple of games lined up of other things at our local gaming centre down at Firestorm Games as they open the week we are recording this. Uh, so I've been using works, paper and ink to print some lists out. Basically, I've had some new shelving for my hobby room. So I've got room to actually get models out on display, get pro- rather than clear out all my desk every time I want to use my desk for work. I've got dedicated shelves now with projects on. So it's been more a case of I've been sort of consolidating my hobby space again. I need to get another shelving unit this month. Once I've got that in there, I'll have four different armies out for 30k and 40k i'll have my blood bowl teams out i'll have two different projects on the go paint wise i can just pick stuff off the shelf yeah it's been more of a consolidation than it has actual getting stuff done i think i've painted a grand total of four models in the last month how about you well i've done better than that in painting model wise i will say i haven't tidied up my hobby area because i haven't actually got a hobby area it's like kind of my homework slash hobby area so it's always got to be like tidied away but i've i've painted all all the the knoblas in the base colors so it's building up with washes now once uh, we got the recording out the way and what else picked up a new microphone if that's going to be hobby progress so hopefully i'll be sounding a bit better if not never mind and i think that's about it it's been well it's, it's just uh, dealing with lockdown because i think the little one is going a bit mad now because he's been stuck in like ho- thankfully monday now they, they can go out and they can mingle with other kids again so hopefully
hopefully that will uh, take some of the madness out. Yeah, it's been a little bit easier this month. It's been a little bit of painting, a little bit of editing, getting the hobby area, editing area up to scratch. But I have had to come to a realisation that I haven't got time to be doing the podcast and running my YouTube channel. Because I've been running my YouTube channel for about three months now because I, I stopped it for a bit because my old man was ill and then he passed away. So it kind of stopped for a bit. But because we've started doing the podcast now, I haven't got enough time to be doing everything. I'm going to have time to be spending with family. I'm going to have time to be doing two lots of editing and doing my hobby. So something had to give. Unfortunately, the, the New With a Bush channel is on hiatus at the moment. The channel will still be open if people want to view the old videos, but there won't be any new stuff going on for the time being because I want to concentrate on us boys and doing what we like with the three of us it's a different energy doing a podcast rather than a youtube channel i've also repurposed our well the new with the brush uh, discord because i was using that as a hobby hangout for the the club that's going to be repurposed as the tier three podcast community hub so if people want to you know join their chat while they paint in organize games online a link will be down below and you mentioned you were going back to firestorm because you've got a few games lined up we've had some good news this week as well that we have now got an affiliation with Firestorm Games in Cardiff and again if you want to support this channel we don't have a Patreon we don't have PayPal or anything what helps us is if you use the affiliate link if you're shopping through Firestorm if you've got another shop you uh, like to use use that but if you use Firestorm if you use this link we get a kickback on the channel and hopefully that means we can do more competitions in the future absolutely that's that's what we're about we're about giving back to the community so anything that does come in via that we'll be putting back into any uh, prizes and giveaways check out the links below yeah i think you were going to put the affiliate link on facebook i've already shared it on twitter and you can't do links on instagram so don't worry about it yeah I'm, I'm feeling good it's a bit of positive energy this podcast is giving out so and i'm enjoying it and i'm having a laugh with the boys you know it's all a win-win it is that's what blood bowl is about i know some people do take their competitive blood bowl seriously but we 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 said it a few times we're beer and pretzels players you mentioned hobby this podcast is a hobby to us you know we're, we're not professionals in any way at this as you can probably tell yeah that's the different news we got now so by the time this recording goes out anything new with a brush is going to be changed over to tier three there's a couple of events coming up that we will be attending we talked about one the kaideeth cup we've already mentioned that on the last episode that's coming up in october we've just had news through this evening of the bb bb bbq cup uh, which will be held in cardiff that will be held shortly before the next episode is recorded so expect us talking about that if we've made it to it if we haven't with lockdown going on what have you we'll let you know I think we are in a better position with lockdown than England because some of them are taking a step back now and these because I know was it Greater Manchester have had to take a step back a lot of the northern towns yeah it's, I think it's needed though and I think a lot of people they're not getting their hobby in they're not getting the time away they're not getting their me time doing whatever they do whether it's hobby whether it's going away whether it's nail bars whatever going down a pub whatever you do I think given the state of the world right now they just want to keep you safe do, hobby at home we've also been informed that there's an upcoming Blood Bowl 2 uh, tournament and that's actually the NAFs 
pilot tournament on uh, Blood Bowl Tour. About time, really, and it's they that they've uh, jo- joined the fray on there, and it's going to be PC only. And I think I start in soon. I think registration's got to be in. I think it's uh, it's the next next couple of weeks. I think. Yeah, so get your registrations in if you want to be part of that. Cause it's done by the is the Welsh boys, isn't it? It's they the ones that are running it. So that's going to be in, interesting. See how uh, that runs because it's going to be fantastic because they are all a bunch of great guys. They are. There's, there's there's not too many differences between the online game and the tabletop game. I think the biggest the biggest bugbear is uh, piling on being one of your team re-rolls on the tabletop, whereas online piling on is just a normal skill move. That's the big difference, really, for some builds. Uh, tabletop, you won't see it as much because it uses a team re-roll. But online, to be honest with you, I've played some of the CCLs, so the, 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 the cladder they have on there. I've played separate leagues. I've played pickup games. I, I don't mind it. You find that you're not sat there shoulder to shoulder with somebody else on a different game. So you're not got your, your nose in somebody else's armpit if you're my height compared to some of the other people. Yeah, and it's just another way of getting your Blood Bowl fix on top of that, isn't it? Absolutely. If some people don't like the painting side of things, they don't like having to sit and handwrite out all the rosters. You literally have preset paint schemes on there, preset logos. And the next tournament I'm going to talk about is Mega Bowl by the Bonehead Boys over at the Bonehead Podcast. That's going to be on the 31st of October in pool at Entoyment. And what they've said is it's going to be a massive pool of prizes because they've had a couple of tournaments that they couldn't run so they've got a big well of prizes that they want to share with the community so if you want to head there head to boneheadpodcast.com and register for a ticket because that sounds like it's going to be an amazing event just uh, for everyone to be aware because we have spoken about it kai deeth cap is now on it's saturday the 17th of october Two weeks before the Bonehead guys. So if you want to get your hobby up to date, you can go to Kaidith Cup 2 and then straight to Mega Bowl. When you uh, register for the Bonehead Cup, please tell the boys over there that, you know, the tier 3 lot has been sharing the good news, okay? So is that every event that we wanted to talk about? I think it's everyone that's come up on our radar. If you have listeners have got any that you want shout-outs to or you're just setting some up and your, your numbers are a little low at the minute because... Not sure what's going on with lockdown. If you want us to give your events a shout out, we're happy to do that. As we said, give us a shout on social media with your date, entry costs, and any links to any websites or or fantasy football pages or anything like that where you keep the details. We'll be happy to give you a shout out as well. Awesome. And remember, the email address is tier3podcast at outlook.com. And it's not not the number three. You gotta just type out the word. The link will be in the description. So hopefully that will work. Otherwise, you can copy and paste it. Now on to our first giveaway, and we are lucky enough that we've got a first prize and a runner-up prize. You're spoiling people, Jay. Well, go big or go home, innit? And that's just as big as the wallet can uh, can go at the moment. So let's, let's be honest. It's uh, it's not it's not massive, but uh, it's it's good. It's going to get people in, involved, I reckon. We've got a team of Underworld Denizens to give away. That's our first place prize. And our second place prize is a Forge World star player, Grim Iron Jaw. So you can use him as part of your dwarves or he's part of the Old World Alliance. Our both prizes are to do with hybrid teams. I'm not allowed to enter this for Grim Iron Jaw, am I? No, if I see, if I see you there, I, I'll read it. I'll tell you where you went wrong, but you're not going to win. 
Didn't think so. I, I wanted the Grim Iron Jaw model for my, my dwarf team, which was the first team I bought when I got into it. So the competition is going to run from the 15th of August and it's going to run up until the 30th of September. And the winner will be announced on the October episode, which will be Underworld Denizens. So that would be a good place to pull the prize winner. It will indeed. They'll have enough time. And Beard, do you want to tell them what the competition entails? I would when I can remember what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm checking my messages now. No, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. The competition is create your own hybrid team. That was it. Create your own hybrid team. It could be any race, any mix. You're going to create the roster and say why you've uh, made it that way. We're going to look We're going to look at the entries and we're going to pick the top Two, first place will be Underworld Denizens. Uh, second place will be Grim Iron Joe. Entries should be sent to the Tier 3 podcast email address. So that would be tier3podcast at outlook.com. Yep. And get that in before the 30th of September for your, t- your entry to be valid. And Beard, what were you going to say? One million gold pieces. With that million gold pieces, you need a minimum of 11-man team. That includes... Any inducements, includes any star players, your million gold pieces. So what you see is what you get on your roster, plus any star players that you can afford. And at least one part of the team has got to have animosity. So you can't avoid the animosity rule. But I would advise, don't do an old world alliance and go, if they haven't got animosity, they're going to have loner. That's just fucking ridiculous. You make your mix, guys. You do what you want. I want to see what you come up with. Because it could be amazing. You could have like, I don't know, Salan and Beastmen, that could be an amazing mix. Really, now we've covered everything we want to say now, haven't we? And we're back after the break, but thanks to the miracle of editing, we're going to just jam a little uh, note in here, and that's because of the massive Blood Bowl leaks that have come out today. So you can date the, the date of this recording now. So, Beard, are, are you excited about these new rules? or I am, and I'm not. I've got to a point where I'm just understanding everything about Blood Bowl now. So I'm excited because I think that the changes are enough that could bring new players in. I think that it's enough that it could make things a little bit easier to understand. I know not everybody likes change. We are, as humans, a creature of habit. We're going we're gonna to touch on some of the rules that we like, some of the rules we don't necessarily like in a minute i like it more than i dislike it if that helps well it always helps yes <laughs> well I, I think my bugbear is i've just got you i've i've just got my head around most of the rules so for me i think the bugbear is, is is that so it's just learning a new rule set but it's it's not necessarily learning a new rule set as more of a is a is an updated rule set to get along with what about you jay where, where, where do you stand are you are you happy with the changes well to be honest i'm kind of glad that you like it more than dislike it otherwise i thought i would have been down another announcer with me like so i'll be doing this as a one-man team some weeks i had a knee-jerk reaction to it and i said it's you know it's a little bit uh messy by the look of it and i noticed i was reading like the accuracy you know table and i was like this doesn't make a lot of sense everything seems to be like a minus until i saw the roster and the one thing i do like about the roster is they've separated agility and passing so these are two different factors the way they've set it up like they would do for aos or 40k you know with all these like two plus three plus to me, it feels a lot messier because I'm so used to having just like a bog standard table and anything I guess does seem messy. But to use Skaven as an example, because I'm guessing everybody has uh, seen this now, we, some of the players, like gutter runners, would have a 2 plus dodge and they would be like amazing to catch. They're now on like a 4 plus, 
So kind of balancing them out. Yeah, they they can they quick, they nimble, and if they got the ball, they they're gonna be dangerous. But it's not as simple as get them away from people and they're gonna get get the ball and then they're gonna run it in. It's a little bit more thought has got to go into it, and I do like that. It may be a balance for you know high agility teams. Yeah. Other than that, is the fact that we got a D16 now for injuries. Yeah. I, I I think the casualty table is a big thing. Part of me does think, have they just done that because there's only really one or two things you use a D16 for at the minute? So is is that is that what they've brought in for? You know, more usage of your D16 they provide you with. But I like that because from what I've understood so far, chances of a death are now one in eight. So it's a little bit lower than it currently is. Which, if that is the case, you know, if it's a, if it's a death of only one in eight compared to uh, one in six at the minute, reduce dead players at least. Talking of of, of dead and 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 armor and what have you, going back to what you said about stats. Right, showing your two plus your three plus what you need for each thing they've changed the armor value as well so rather than the armor value on your stats being your true armor value it now shows you what you need to roll to break it so take flings for example seems we both play them flings have an armor of six but you need to roll seven to beat it so now it says seven plus going back to what you said about them changing all that i think what they've looked at is how they've changed the rules for age of sigma and for warhammer 40k and they've found that they've come a bit of a bit of a renaissance recently or uh, of an influx of new players and i think that if simplifying it rather than the old days where you go oh i i need this and then look in the rule book for this rule doing this and this rule doing that and this doing that i start off on a five but no i actually need a six and then i need this that and the other now if you just look at your roster sheet and it goes well i need a two up to do that you got one play next right that's a minus one done if that if it's as simple as that and it make tidies it up like that to help new starters in new players into the game and picking it up quicker i'm all for that if this does push more people to try blood bowl because they've simplified it you know all well all well and good you know more power to them but i'm scared it's such a big change of looking at the game because i think there's a lot of people now that it's going to be a bit miffed that you know agility is just not the all-encumbering uh dodging and passing because there's some teams that you know you, they're known for getting out of trouble and you know catching the ball really easy skaven wood elves high elves is pretty good at it as well and it brings them down a peg it feels like it brings the tiers closer together and I think a lot of people are not going to like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I hope there's going to be a lot of people that see it as a new challenge and jump two feet in. Because I noticed as well. Did you see the box set in some of the pictures? It looks like we've got Orcs versus Imperial team. Yeah. My first reaction was it was um, Orcs versus Bretonians, given some of the detail. But I think you're right. Having had a bit more of a second look, it does seem to be Imperial. Yeah, you know, I, I think is that when they brought out Old World Alliance, was that them first hinting that this is going to be more old world at the end of the day i'm happy because we're three episodes in but it gives us a chance to talk again about orcs goblins and ogres when they scare to drop absolutely hopefully not with the old world alliance mind because i think one and done but no it's gonna be you know it's still speculation at the moment because we haven't seen the official rule book and we don't know when it's going to be dropped so no burning of your uh, handbooks just yet guys or your cheat sheets we still might have a couple of months of this left and gw if you're listening we want our copy of you know the new rule book so send you know contact us on tier 3 podcast at outlook.com if you are listening i doubt they are mind but let's have some fun and games with it is it enough about the exciting stuff we're talking old world alliance guys so beard what's your uh, thought on the team 
There's a few things for me that I'm really I'm on I'm on the fence about. I think there's one thing they've done to the whole team that has sort of put a damper on them. I, I think it's great that we're getting more alliance teams so we haven't just got the underworld team that's been around for Lord knows how long. I think for me, giving one half the team animosity and then giving all the dwarfs and the halflings loner, you've not only given them the handicap of not having everybody available, you've given them the handicap of everybody's got chances to fail everything more so than normal and I think that for me is the big kicker with this team yes it's, I, I'll be honest when people are saying oh there's animosity loner and I'm sorry, no 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 GW would never hamper a team more than just one negatrait and then when I picked up the book and then I saw oh, oh no anything that's not human they don't want to pass it to and they don't use team rerolls for I'm like oh for fuck's sake make it more appealing for people to want to play it perhaps yeah. people out there and they'd like the challenge because you know more power to you but I kind of wish you know perhaps take away the half the halfling with loner because no offence that, that poor bastard's uh, you know in enough trouble anyway isn't he he is he's going to be he's going to be the first guy going down you know he's going to be he's going to be priority target number one if we if you put him on the line of scrimmage or if you you put him out wide and your opponent's only a couple of star player points off leveling up they really are just gonna well it's not even that it's if you think about it right you're at the end of the game you've kind of played a good game to all or say 2-1 and you've got that one last play you've got your you got your ogre you're throwing your halfling you've gone past the bonehead you've thrown it gone into a good position you go to land the landing failed oh i'll use a reroll for this and then you go ah oh, i said you know two plus i can't bit the dirt it's not the fair trade-off for that player i completely agree i mean what i would have done and this is something that you guys know we don't sound professional we 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 do take notes before we come on here the one thing that i would have done for this entire team and i don't know how you feel about this i would have created a unique rule for all these players with loner on this specific team where similar to pro but each player has a one use reroll that they can use at any point during that game so if they are a any of the dwarf players the halfling or the ogre they have a one-off reroll that they can use at any point in the game any action so whether whether it's a pass whether it's a block whatever and i just think that might be just something to negate having loan it everywhere what do you think about that well to be honest i wouldn't have even thought that way i would have just gone okay perhaps dwarves are a bit more stubborn i would have put animosity on the dwarves yeah because they're less likely to have trusted the humans in in terms of in the fluff and in the narrative exactly right if, if you're gonna go oh if you're gonna take this now and put it in an old world setting if i can remember my warmer fancy fluff i haven't actually locked in there for ages dwarves were the one that didn't like working with people they like hiding in their like little burrows you know mine in a way i know there were some snobby uh human teams but yeah pretty much i would have put animosity on the dwarves that would have made more sense to me yeah yeah it just it just feels like an unnecessary handicap i mean even if you just had animosity across a lot so that dwarfs can't pass the humans humans can't pass the dwarfs but not put it on the halflings so halflings will deal with any fair enough with the ogre all right he's already ogres have loner built in or bonehead built in but you've got bonehead and loner yeah that's always been there that you've had to watch out with the players we've always had it is nothing new but then you've got that practically with everybody in the team as well why are you making it in such a position and nobody's gonna want to play this team i agree 
Uh, and that's how it feels. He's like, they've gone, oh, we, we've got an overabundance of these sprues. We've made a team to sell the sprues, but we're going to hamper it so people won't buy the sprues. To me, it's kind of counterproductive. Anyway. This is a point where we'll do our usual sort of breakdown because we've uh, we've waffled enough about how we think GW have uh, scuppered the team. So now we've bought the team and we're playing in a league, as we usually do, and we've somehow managed to get every single player a single and double upskill so where would you like to start Jay who are you uh, who are you levelling up first well do you want to take us through the human positionals please and then we'll do them we'll zoom in bulk all the humans together and then all the dwarves together because that's how they seem to like it so you take it away okay so in terms of the human positionals then I'll just I'll just go top down as it is in spike first of all your human linemen take 0 to 12 of these and they're going to cost you 50,000 gold pieces a piece and they have a movement value of 6 strength value of 3 agility value of 3 and an a value of eight and the only skill well i hardly call it a skill but the only uh, rule they have is animosity so the do you remember what you need to roll for animosity uh animosity i think if you oh i'm having to do this off the top of my head now uh i think if you're doing a handoff or a pass to another player on a two up it's fine but if you roll a one you've either got to go elsewhere or your action ends there and then two plus and if it doesn't work you're going to try and pass it on to another player but yes you are right two plus to pass if not you're going to drag it on to somebody else Yep, normal skills are general, and your double are agility, strength, and passing. Now, I've looked at two different builds, because being 0 to 12, these are going to be a bread and butter blue chip uh, front lineman. So my first skill ups, I've gone pass block and I've gone guard so I've gone thinking they're either going to be in the way assisting blocks or they're going to be trying to stop people throwing the ball through and then the second ones I've gone wrestle and strip ball what about you Jay what have you gone with your human lineman with the human lineman I'm evaluate is uh, broken more often than we like to admit I've said fend try and prevent any follow up tackles I like strip ball because if they're in the thick of it because like you said these are going to be the guys that you have more of perhaps they can be a bit more annoying and tackle for when you come up against Skaven or Elf because you're going to have more of them on the table you're taking out the dodge re-roll on that one as well for my doubles I decided on diving tackle to make them a little bit more defensive guard so they can assist their teammate and sidestep so if they are pushed you decide where they go so you can have a little bit more control over where guys are going to be landing I think that's fair those are some good solid choices so uh, the next positional then we've got is the human thrower you can take zero or one of these and they're going to cost you 70,000 gold pieces they have the same stats as alignment so movement 6 strength 3 agility 3 and armor value 8 they're hampered by animosity again but they have pass and show hands so your normals are general and passing and your doubles are agility and strength i've gone with two different builds because i couldn't really couldn't make my mind up as to whether to make sure i got them where i wanted them or to make sure that their their passing was more on point so i went with one build with accurate and strong arm so concentrating on their passing game because that's what they're meant to do or i went with fend and sidestep so if you are gonna try and hit them i can choose where they're going to and i get to also make sure that you're staying where you are if you're just going for pushes so you're not following up on your blocks what about you what did you go with for your throwers right well with me i thought my thrower i've got to protect him a little bit more because there's only certain people he's going to be able to pass to i wanted to keep him more defensively you know 
in my in my half. So I thought accurate was a good one as a single skill. Kick, so I can have a bit more control of where I want to put the ball. And leader, I thought would be a good one because considering the pricing on these players, perhaps a re-roll that cannot be touched as long as he's on the pitch, mind, would be a nice solid choice. But then for doubles, I said strong arm, thick skull to make him a little bit more uh, durable. And jump up, he can always get up and move into a better position, whether that's to pick up the ball, throw the ball. Have it. Human catches again, not to one. So again, the the cost of these sixty thousand gold. Now these have a movement value of eight, strength of two, agility three, and armor value of seven. And they come with catch and dodge. Uh, their normal skills are agility and general, and the doubles are strength and passing. So these are the opposite to your thrower. These are the other half of the puzzle. So you throw it to throw to your catcher. And again, I really couldn't decide what I was going to do with my single skill. So I went with either sidestep or sprint because that extra square of movement, especially when you're late, late in the in the half and you're just trying to get the ball over the line, that sprint, that one extra movement can come in handy. But again, sidestep, if you do get pushed, you can choose where. So you can end up one square up the field than you were before. Uh, my double, I really couldn't decide. Found that recently in a lot of my games, admittedly, it's with halflings. I found that my ball carrier gets marked and I just want to get away with the ball. So I found that I'm blitzing and I'm trying to push my way out. So I've gone for Juggernaut. So both down, push, out, dodge out, and off you go. Especially with them having dodge already. Uh, what about you? What did you go with with your catchers? Well, you're really going to be surprised at mine. Like we've said, it's 0-1. to one, And he is the lowest uh, armor value other than the halfling. So I thought, I need this guy to be quick. I also need him to be sturdy. So my singles, I've gone for the classic combination of sprint and show feet yep pro in case anything goes wrong and then for my doubles mighty blow thick skull and juggernaut in case he gets into trouble and he's got to fight his way out i think that's fair so he's, if he's going to be targeted because he's the weaker person he's not going down without next up that gives us the human blitzer who is again not to one and this will be ninety thousand gold pieces so this is the most expensive out of the human players movement value of seven strength three agility three and armor value eight he can he's hampered by animosity again not that i'm bitter about this at all and he also comes with block uh your normal skills are general and strength and your doubles are agility and passing i decided for my human blitzer to go with grab so if i'm putting you down or i'm pushing you i'm putting you where i want you and i've already got block so i thought i'd go mighty blow as well nice do you know what i was looking at grab on this one myself if i'm honest but i might go a different direction with it i went guard as well in case he is backing somebody up strip ball i went again because i'm thinking i'm just just going to be annoying with this team it's going to be hard to get so much of your team into a position so the players that i have got i'm going to run them as nuisances guard dauntless well that would have been an interesting one depending on who he goes up against and then for my doubles i've said sidestep again the classic combination of sprint and show of feet so he can can go up to possibly movement nine he's he's chasing down and fighting fighting back then isn't he so i think that's that, that's a good idea so next up we've got the dwarfs do you want to uh do you want to run us through those i shall I shall. Everyone's favourite component of the Old World Alliance is the Dwarves. I'm lucky enough to talk to you guys about it. First up, we have the Dwarf Blockers. Note 2 on the team. Cost 70,000 gold. Movement 4. Strength 3. Agility 2. Armor value 9. And they come with Block, Loner, Tackle and Thick Skull. I find it hard because you want to put these guys into a position where they can be a nuisance. But if anything goes wrong, Loner really puts me off. But, you know, that's my own gripe about them. But let's go into the skills, which is 
is on a normal is a general and strength doubles is agility and passing i went on my blockers with guard mighty blow and pro i might need to use that instead of and then for doubles jump up sprint and sure feet because they're slow they're the slowest ones on the team so if i can get these guys generally around where the other team members are nothing bad can come from that can it if you can get somebody with tackle up in someone's face hopefully you're doing something right beard what about you buddy so for my both blockers my single i went mighty blow because i think as a blocker with tackle if anybody tries dodging away and out of you my my idea with these guys is they're going to be on your line of scrimmage they're going to be as close to your opponent as you want them like say you've gone for the movement to get them in there i'm seeing these as something to hamper your opponent with a mighty blow you got more of a chance of putting their, their players down permanently and i had a look at the armor value and this is one of the highest armor value players on the team so i like to put a leader on them because it's going to be harder to put them down and shift leader off the pitch nice that's a good call actually but think about it i'm hoping people can see our logic and again we've given you the email address so if you don't agree with us you would do things slightly different email us let us know so i'm going to go on to the dwarf runner is zero to one cost eighty thousand. movement six strength three agility three armor evaluate and they come with lona sure hands and thick skull normals are general and passing doubles are agility and strength but with mine i've decided fend make sure that he's in a position where he can move about if i got a dodge that might lead to using rerolls and i want to mitigate loner pro is another one in case i end up in the shit but i use leader on this guy because you got access early on to passing so i thought that could be like another reroll in the bag doubles i said diving catch juggernaut and mighty blow well that would have been a nice combination beard so i found that my dwarf runners were doing all the ball carrying from the dwarf side of things and like you i figured if they're carrying a ball on that side that i don't want people following up with blocks my first skill is fend my second skill you see that i i, I marry this up with sidestep all the time because i think fend and sidestep you have control of where you're going especially if you've got the ball so fend and sidestep were my two yeah it's always a good combination because you can place where you want to be and you've got a free square between you like hopefully you can put yourself in a position where there's nobody else around you trying to like you know soft cage you it's a nice combination and now i'm going to go on to the dwarf blitzers again nord to one cost is eighty thousand. movement five strength three agility three armor value nine and of course they come with block loner and thick skull why not? Lona yet again. The normals are general in strength, doubles, agility and passing. And my blitzer, for the sake of arguments, has got frenzy, he's got juggernaut, and he's got mighty blow. Because this can only have one of each of the like special positions, I thought I could make him into a mini troll slayer. But on top of that, I used jump up to make sure he's got his movement, because he's only movement five, and then I done sidestep and dive in tackle. So I thought it could be interesting. It makes him a little bit more of a pain in the ass to avoid. Hopefully it does work out. Beard, what's your thoughts on the dwarf blitzer, my friend? I think you're right. I think this is this is your your, your one place where you can make yourself a mini troll slayer with better armor and better agility. To be honest with you, I figured that my blitzer, as I play my dwarfs, I found that my blitzers, like my blockers, I'm getting them in and around the action. I put guard in there, and again, I looked at the armor value of nine and i figured that's another place to put leader in as well so i'm getting a couple of re-rolls there that they ain't getting stolen by anybody with chefs guaranteed couple of re-rolls i love your idea of turning him into a mini uh mini troll slayer i think that's a, that's a, that's 
That's outstanding, is that one, Jay? I didn't even think of that. Well, I find it annoying on this one, other than having Loner on most of it, a lot of it is 0 to 1. And I know they've done that with the other teams, and, and like Chaos Renegades don't even have really special positions. They just they are Chaos linemen, so that's the uh, little negative. But if you can give someone like a duplicate skill to a Troll Slayer, even though it is a Troll Slayer, like, you can be chucking him over one side of the pitch and then it creates a little bit of a an ease in your opponent because they're like oh well if i can try and clear that way if he hasn't got a troll slayer it might be easier but if you've got a troll slayer light they go oh perhaps i can't perhaps i'll have to dedicate a few more players to try and block him in if you know what i mean Mm. it all depends on your playstyle really perhaps perhaps some people think it's a waste of time making a mini troll slayer the only negative is frenzy can can put you into a position where you may need to use a reroll and Lona might hamper that but that's where further down the line you could probably bring in pro again it's down to the player at that point isn't it so we've talked about the troll slayer light we're going to talk about the normal troll slayer and that's zero to one ninety thousand so he's the same price as a human blitzer woman five time three agility two armor value eight comes with block dauntless frenzy Lona. Thick skull is normal, is our general and strength, and his double is agility and passing. My singles, because he I said he got frenzy and he's putting himself into dodgy positions, pro can help. Mighty blow, why not if you're uh, the attacking player and you're going to be doing a lot of blitzing. Pass block can be an annoyance if people are trying to get the ball away from you and you're within a certain amount of squares in, in range. And then for my doubles, I've said diving tackle, sidestep, sure feet, because he is a bit slower. Perhaps if you're going to use GFIs, make them a bit more secure. Beard, how would you level up your Troll Slayer? So my Troll Slayer, I've, I've gone with Juggernaut because the amount of times that you end up frenzy blocking into somebody who already somebody else who has block you can use that to push him back and get your second block out of it i also went with grab as well as a first skill that really couldn't make my mind up at least with grab you can almost force a uh, a surf if you have to by pushing them in the direction you want my doubles for the skills that they have in terms of the frenzy the thick skull the dauntless this is your one guy that you want to go want to be going up against the big guys so your minos your centaurs your treatment so the 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 dauntless is useful but he's only got movement five as soon as you already put him down you're only going two spaces and then gfi and so i've gone jump up to negate that sidestep i'll tell you what but it's our favorite position i'm gonna as a gesture of goodwill i'll allow you to talk about the halfling hopeful you know the only position that we agree is the best player but they've kind of screwed him over Lona. are you letting me take the halfling because i'm short and round and you're going to do yoga because you're tall and fat like an ogre with, with, with the halfling hopefuls you can take not two of these they are 30,000 gold pieces a time so they are dirt cheap to replace movement of five strength two agility three armor value six they come automatically with dodge loner right stuff and stunty uh, your normals are agility and your doubles are general strength and passing built two different players at this point because I, I i like my halfling hopefuls and these don't involve my usual go-to skills at all my usual go-to's would be sprint or sure feet or the occasional kick player if i'm playing halflings online but i've looked at what i can do with these and i get very foul happy so i've gone one build sneaky git and dirty player and i've gone the other one jump up so if they're put down and they don't stay down 
most of the time they will stay down because you have 50% of armor busting. I've gone jump up to negate the uh, the loss of movement. I've gone guard. So I've gone just get them up, get them in the way and assist the blocks for your other guys like your troll slayers. So if you've got your troll slayer getting in there dauntless against a big guy and their equal strength, that little halfling hopeful could be all the difference between one dice and two dice and putting that big guy down. So that's what that's where I've gone with my halfling hopefuls. What about you, Jay? What have you done with yours? You're going to be upset with me, but because... I've kind of gone the usual build. I thought sidestep, you know, that's always going to be helpful if you can get the weakest player where you want them. Sure feet, keep him on his feet because those little airy toes tend to be in the grass a lot. Sneaky git, because I thought if he's dirt cheap, it wouldn't cost a lot to replace him if something happened, or you wouldn't miss him really if they're off the pitch. Then for doubles, fend, keep him protected. Kick off return in case you have the chance of picking it up and getting yourself into a position for a throw teammate. And if you're on the defensive and you need someone in your backfield as clearance, I went Hail Mary Pass, because that's a nice, annoying little skill that really does hamper a lot of the slower teams. Because when I've been playing flings against dwarves, Hail Mary Pass really scuppered up, up the dwarf team when they've got to try and slog back, and I thought that would be a nice little clearance skill then. I think that's fair. I think that's a, not a bad little build for the for the halflings. I know some people may not even look at taking halflings in this team, but I think 30,000 gold, depending on where you are with your build... It's for useful, the useful players, even if just to have as a bench, if you filled the rest of your roster for that kind of price, like I say, they're dirt cheap to replace. Dodge and Stunty, they're, they're good little skills. And linking that up with the Ogre, there's always a chance of a flying halfling with a ball as a last resort. Talking of Ogres, do you want to do you want to take us away there? Yeah, Ogre is 0 to 1. Yeah, 140,000 gold. Movement 5, Strength 5, Agility 2, Armor Value 9. Skills they got are Bonehead, Loner. Mighty Blow, Thick Skull, and Throw Teammate. Normal skills are Strength, Doubles, are Agility, General, and Passing. Everybody needs a big guy when they can get a hold of one. And what do you need him to do? You need him to be pain in the ass, holding the centre line. He's got to be on the line of scrimmage, trying to annoy and take down as many people as he can. So I've gone uh, Break Tackle. I said Stand Firm and Grab. Because I thought Break Tackle takes advantage of the high strength. And then... For doubles, I took tackle. Again, kick in case I haven't got another player on the pitch. I think I said it was the human thrower in case he's off the pitch because I'm protecting him. And, of course, pro. Because everyone loves pro. Especially when you've uh, got bonehead that you want to counter. Beard, how did you look at your ogre? I looked at my ogre and I completely agree. If, I, if I'm if i fielding an ogre in this team, he's going to be front and centre on that line of scrimmage. In in terms of the, 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 the skill ups then, with strength being the, the normal role, my first thought was juggernaut. So if I get block and you've got block, I'm at least pushing you back a square. But then I also thought, I I, I also went along with multiple block because I'm a big fan of that. I just think he, he can put more than one player down with the uh, the mighty blow, especially if you've got a couple of assists in there. And then my double, you know, like this, I went leader or pro. Nice. We've done it. We've gone through the positionals. And I think we've come out on the other side without being dumber. I think it's time that we build our teams. So, Beard, you've got one mil gold coins. You want to build a team from scratch. Remember, when you're building this team, re-rolls are 70,000 gold pieces each. So, take it away, my friend. As you probably twigged by now, I like having one of everything that I have access to. So, I've gone with starting with the humans. I've gone with Blitzer. Going with catcher, going with a human thrower. I've gone with one troll slayer. 
I've gone with one dwarf blitzer, two dwarf blockers, throwing two halfling hopefuls, and then I've thrown four scrubs as a human lineman on there to give me a 13-man roster. So I've got a bench of two. So depending on what I'm going up against, I'll have my halflings on the pitch or I'll have two human linemen on the pitch depends on on what i'm going up against and whether i set up first i've gone for two re-rolls because i think they're bloody well needed in this as much as we've chucked leader and pro everywhere you don't start off with those so that has come to nine hundred and thirty thousand gold if my math is any good which leaves seventy thousand gold to spend for inducements and as much as i thought about going for things like Bloodweiser kegs and stuff like that. I've just gone with Barrack Far Blast. I've gone with having a secret weapon on the pitch, dwarf player, and that, that that's where I'd start. But then again, that seventy thousand gold, you're not far off a bribe. So if your opponents have already leveled up and they're up at one point oh three million, if you're only at nine hundred and thirty thousand gold, you can get yourself a bribe in there for the foul action because I like to get foul happy. That's my starting roster. What about you, Jay? Where did you go? You decided on having a secret weapon that's also got loner because you didn't have enough loner on the pitch and you didn't and you wanted to argue with the ref when the play is over to try and keep him on the pitch, is it? Absolutely. I, I haven't decided that this is hard enough yet. 70,000 on a one-and-done player. As soon as our play is over, he's off the pitch. Well done, buddy. You, you you said it was hard mode. I'm making it harder. You also lick windows as your pastime as well, didn't you? Wow. I shouldn't say that. You know, I'm taking the piss. Don't get me wrong, I've probably, got, I've probably missed the whole point of the Old World Alliance. I think if you want to play any of these players, you're better off either playing Humans, Dwarf or Fling. I just can't get past Lona. I think that's absolutely useless i have decided i've gone into this league now i want to build a team here we go we got seven human linemen i got one human blitzer one dwarf blitzer one human thrower one human catcher one ogre and one dwarf blocker and two rerolls that is what i've decided i thought i've got to have an abundance of humans because if they get into positions where i could pass to them animosity is not going to be a thing and the dwarf players can play as interference really they can be trying to stop people from getting out because they've got that tackle zone where people have got to use their re-rolls to dodge out and the organ is the heavy muscle that's going to back him up and possibly do some damage while he's out there and if you guys notice even though i love flings i didn't put him in my team because i felt animosity and loner was hard enough for me and especially with the two d-rolls i thought i could do without perhaps further into a league i might diverse and then pick up flings or if i need to fill up my bench because they're only thirty thousand, i would suffer them up the bench with them perhaps later on in the year if everything goes to shit but that's my team and as usual guys if you prefer my team or you prefer beard's team let us know tell us what you think get involved if you've got a, a team that you want to build old world alliance style tell us we can perhaps read out next week and you would probably blow us out the water beard i've done my list You've done your list. The listeners have heard us ramble about the leaks and they've heard us go through it. I think it's time for the end of the show show. I think you're right. I think it's end of show show time it is. After the break, guys, you will listen to us discuss Tidyth Cup. So welcome back. We're now in the end of show show where we've brought you something a little bit different this week. Before we get into that, though, our final shout outs and thank you. So thank you for sticking around this long in this episode again. If you haven't already, go check out bloodballstrategies.com up and under for their Blood Bowl-esque adventures of a fantasy team. Me and Jay are reading along and we're thoroughly enjoying it. Something I'd definitely buy if it was in uh, paperback or hardback over in the UK. There's a couple of other shout outs as well. 
So obviously you've listened to this one. If you haven't heard our previous episodes, go check out episodes one, two, and three for more of our ramblings. Tier three podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email address, tier three podcast at outlook.com. Check out the description below for all your links. So your affiliate link for Firestorm for your little kickback and what have you to us, which helps us bring you more giveaways like we've had today. Yeah. And I know it's not a big thing, like, you know, affiliate link, but I'm chuffed because that means willing to work with us. So hopefully this is the start of bigger and better things for us. It is. And everything that we we get, we're going to just give back straight to the community because without the community, we wouldn't have a podcast. So thank you again, guys, for listening and being part of the community. Absolutely. And talking about the community, we've mentioned the Coyote's Cup and we're just going to come back to that now as our after show show. As we all do when we, we have an event to come up to, we don't know what we're going to run. Limitations are different for every event. So with the Coyote's Cup then, this is an event that's coming up on the Saturday, the 17th of October this year. Obviously, all lockdown, all being well and what have you. Now, it is £10 for NAF members, £15 for NAF, non-NAF membership. And that will also get you your NAF membership if you're going in without one. Now with this, it is at Firestone Games, so our affiliate partners and we've had many a game down there it is an absolutely fantastic venue it's somewhere to definitely have a look at if you order from them online already and you want to see what the facilities are like or the other way around if you do go down there and you've never ordered online before go through our affiliate link they do uh, free delivery on orders over 40 pounds that's their standard but then obviously go through our affiliate link as well so with this kaideeth cup then what we me and me and jay have discussed over the last couple of weeks is what we do what would we take so what's what's the uh what's the crack with the kaideeth cup then jay what 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 are they saying we can and can't do you have got 1.150 mil gold pieces all inducements are allowed except crack and crumbleberry this includes spike releases between the naf review and the tournament start date and a maximum of two star players may be induced but only after 11 rostered players the tier one tier two that could limit the amount of star players being seen what they've said is when you get skills a maximum of two skills may be stacked on the same player there's no limitations to how many skills you take so if you wanted to take six blocks on a team six blocks they've set it up into four tiers so tier one is wood elves undead lizard man dwarf orcs dark elf and amazons and they can take six normal skills so that would be the single skill list tier two is norse skaven chaos dwarves bretonians necromantic human pro elves a seven normal skills tier three is nurgle high elves slan chaos pact kemri chaos corn and the world denizens and old world alliance are seven skills plus a double so as you can see further down you're getting that a little bit extra so tier four halflings ogres goblins vampires they get seven normal skills and two double skills and any inducement you want to check on there and they say you've got to have a team that's got at least three colors on there and you've got to bring your board your measuring sticks and everything so be it you've got your ticket what teams are you thinking of taking well being a fling player i've written a fling list and then I'll come on to my second team in a minute. So my my first list of flings, I've still not really played the new positionals as much as I'd like to as yet. So this is only sort of provisional at the minute and taking into account the skills they offer. Uh, I've gone for two treemen, each with nerves of steel and multiple block. I've gone with two hefties with sidestep. And then I've gone four, two, four, six, eight, ten hopefuls, three of which with sprint. And because I had 50,000 gold left over after my inducements of a halfling chef and two re-rolls, I decided to bring along Sin 
Indie Pie Whistle because I think the Bombardiers are amazing. And that has put me bang on 1.15 million gold pieces. Nice. She's a secret weapon, isn't she? Is indeed. So you've got to be very careful about getting her on the pitch. You've just got to be careful she just don't last one drive. Yeah. If you've ever seen me play online and you've seen me take a 4-0 tanking, you'll know that I'm going to have to use Cindy Pywistle very, very quickly in my games, get use out of her for a 50,000 gold. But my thinking in terms of skills, my Treeman, you've heard me talk about this a few times, I like to throw players, uh, throw flings around, so Nerves of Steel to help out with the minus ones. So you can tag my treatment all you like. They, they, there's no modifiers through Nerves of Steel. And I'm a big fan of multiple block. You're going to have to have a few guys assisting, and you know I can get flings in and around the trees to assist. So chances are I can get two blocks off with each tree man. And with their skills, I'm hoping that's going to put a few players down a turn. Admittedly, it don't. I'm not going to be walking about much with those treatment with multiple block, but that's my thinking. My hefties have fend, so sidestep to go with fend means that I can choose where they're going when you're pushing them about. Having three hopefuls with sprint scattered around means that I've got enough players that should hopefully be behind my treeland on the uh, line of scrimmage so that when kicks go my way, throw a fling and run like fuck for the uh, touchdown line. What do you think of that list? That's a good list. That's a good list. Uh, multiple block is one that I haven't used a lot. If I'm honest, you do two blocks. You can't blitz into it, but you do two blocks, and the two that you hit have plus two strength. So right. your strength six, your average player you're hitting is a three, so they go up to strength five. So you're still two dice in each of them, provided they don't have any further assists. But if you have flings in there in and around stopping additional assists, you're getting two two dice blocks in your favor through multi-block. And the nerves of steel for the passes mean your opponent might not necessarily think, oh, well, I'll just tag that tree man to stop them throwing, which means that they could actually move their defense further back rather than trying to sit right on top of your tree man meaning instead of you having to throw your flings at that point you can start moving up the pitch with your cage of trees so it gives you a couple of different options what you want to do whether you want to stand still and multi-block if your opponent stands there or if you want to keep moving forward if your opponent thinks well what's the point in tagging the tree he's getting two or three dice blocks against me and i'm not affecting his throw so it gives that little bit of um and ah into your opponent in what they do that was my thinking anyway that is your thinking but you forget how easy it is to roll a one take root roll oh it is it is it's we've played a lot of games you know fling on fling the amount of times we have had three men just viciously staring at each other with a gap between them is ridiculous and like that's all they can do is just viciously stay but the flings have always ended up the other side of the pitch they're close to someone's touchline they have puffed and planted and got down the other side of the pitch because it's that's just the way the game goes like i do understand where you're coming from with it i too have also done a fling list i thought you might i went slightly different yeah i got two three men two catches two hefties five hopefuls and my star player is carla von kill and i got a chef for inducements and i got four rerolls i know how badly i played i need those extra rerolls granted i could probably do with a couple of couple of extra players but if my guys are dying they die fuck them my extra skills uh i put guard on the tree men because if they're going to be stuck in the fray the least they can help makes sense my catchers have got sure feet because they've already got sprint my hefties have got sidestep and i've got one hopeful with diving tackle two with block because you're going to want to put these on the front line you need as much help with the dice as possible yeah i know we tend to do the show with without the blodge combination but i feel halfling hopefuls movement five strength two armor value six they're gonna need a little bit of help that's what i've done there my idea is hopefuls are gonna be playing silly buggers hefties are gonna be annoying people on the sidelines and my catchers could be classed as runners or if i'm desperate the tree man 
to throw them. My way of thinking is they're going to be running more and Carla can be like the designated blitzer for the team because she's got that blodge combination. I know she got Lona, but at least there's only one player. Hopefully we can sort of game out through that. And that drops me bang on, you know, team cost. I think that's fair, that list. I know you're a big fan of Carla. You've used her a couple of times against me. I, li- I like the fact that you're already using forward pressing halfling team rather than a defensive and just hope you get the ball at some point kind of team. I have noticed neither of us have taken Griff's catchphrase on. Oh, no, it's, this is tier three. You need rerolls. And I know I got the chef and that's the possibly nick in some, and I should rely on that more, but I know I need at least four. You know at some point you'll be nicking all three and you'll end up with seven re-rolls for one half. Then I'm going to be baller and just the re-roll things that are not needed. Chefs have always let me down on the big stage, but yeah, just prepared for that. And I know there's going to be a lot of fling players that turn around and go, what the fuck are you doing? I know how Nuffle treats me, so I'm just prepared for that. Yeah, did you have a another team we wanted to look at? I did. I've written this with my Punga Vampires team in mind. I've gone for a Vampires team. Bear in mind, I've run Vampires once against the AI on Blood Bowl 2, which any game against the AI in Blood Bowl 2 should not be taken as, as gospel because the AI makes silly, silly moves. So I've gone with four vamps, and then I've gone with nine thralls. So for a team of 13 players, I've gone for two rerolls, and my skills on vamp number one, I've gone block fend. The remaining three vamps, I've gone block. And then two thralls, I've given both dirty player and sneaky get to. For my total of seven singles and two doubles, I'm thinking that my vamps, like you go, dice manipulation, I've got the block in my favour on those dice then, so those vampires are less likely to go down. And with, with the way vampires are in, you having to keep thralls nearby, I'm looking at vampires putting players down, and the thrall that has to follow up, uh, or the thrall that you have to finish nearby uh, is going to do the fouling, and it'll be nearby the vamp then a start of the next turn to avoid bloodlust as well so i'm thinking that those thralls are going to play dual roles i'm thinking keep a couple of thralls by each vamp so they're sort of hunting in packed little packs and my second team comes in and this is really bugging me 1.14 million gold pieces so i have 10,000 gold pieces left which i can do bugger all with but i have got a two-man bench before i go into that i will say i've played vamps in i think it's nothing be praised i have found vamps really annoying and if anybody's listening from that league the guy that plays bat soul folks that's my team name i thought that was i thought that was great i control an s save that walked away i thought it was great but i had three vamps and the rest were thralls and I think I turned one into a thrower, one into a catcher. And the trick I found was you had to play the thralls first and then you had to bring your vamps up so they were always behind. Mm. I took more of a risk when you had one or two uh, thralls down on the ground because they're not doing anything when they face down. But for the purposes of Bloodlust, I don't think I went a single game where I didn't trigger Bloodlust at least four times. If the players are already down, give them a bite. They're still going to be down anyway. Sometimes you get a neck. they got to go knockout box. It's, you've got that little bit of freedom with them then, if you've got thralls down. But if a player's down, they're not playing the game, are they? So try and make the more use of them that way. And if anybody's uh, listening that plays vampires and they reckon I'm doing it wrong, write into us. You've got our email address and you tell me how I'm doing it wrong. Give me some pro tips. And anyway, sidetracked again. I've told you about my fling team, pork pies and the mud eyes. Now I'm going on to my pro elf team. 
I don't know what to call them, but so I got two blitzers, two throwers, two catchers, and five linemen. So that gives me 11 players. And what I've done is my my blitzers have got pro, one thrower's got leader, I got one catcher that's got dodge, coupled with nerves of steel and catch. So that's going to make him wonder what he's going to be, hopefully, my star catcher. And then I got three block on my linemen because they're going to have to be the line of scrimmage boys. And, and with that, I decided I was going to take two rerolls, three because of leader and a wizard. And then I was left with the annoying thing of 40,000 gold and everything on this team. You can't have anything for 40,000. There's no inducements for 40,000 that's available to them. Everything's 50 plus. So I had to get have a four fan factor then. So that's irked me a bit. You weren't tempted then by the team name, just believe in your elf. No, I got too much elf respect for that. You're, you're, you're missing the point years thing about that, Jay. That was, that, was a ba- that was a bad one, that was, but come on. It was, it was. Well, I was thinking of elf and safety. I thought that would have been a good one, but I'm not sure. If anybody's got a suggestion, please write in and tell us. i got to be honest, I wanted to take the pro team. Shaolin Chainsaw, our friend Steve, has painted that amazing. And it's just a shame to have it put away and not be used. So I want to try and take it out. I know it's not tier three, but it's such an amazing team. Well painted. I just got, I want to take it out and show people. I think that's fair. Have you got any more teams that you want to uh, cover? That's all I've written down for now. Guys, if you've got any ideas, whether it's team names or skills that we need to change because we didn't do it right, or advice on how to play a team, send us a message either on Twitter, Facebook, or send it to the email address, tier3podcast at outlook.com. I think that's everything we want to cover, Beard. I think that's everything we've gone through for this show. So goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And remember, guys, winners are tier one, players are tier two, but legends are born in tier three. <laughs>